This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Lots of laughs, ladies and gentlemen. I guarantee it. Sometimes, right here live on the show, those big round faces start smiling and a giggling, and we hope at home you're doing the same. Welcome back to Kelly and Rummy. It's the second hour of the program. Remember, repeats of the program. If you, if you by chance can't catch our airing, our first one on AMI TV at 2 p.m. Eastern, AMI Audio at 4 p.m. Eastern. You've got 10 p.m. Eastern time on both networks, AMI Audio and AMI-TV, where we repeat the program. No matter when you listen, we appreciate your time. Always very valuable to us. So uh, let's bring him on now. It's time as we do and we work our way through our Friday edition, getting you ready for the weekend to talk a little sports with Brock Richardson. I'm Brock Richardson, and I love sports. As a former pro athlete, I bring you the sports angle beyond the headlines, plus parasport news and analysis. Always at this point in the program, we ask Brock, what is your leadoff item for today? What's the big surprise? So I thought that I would have a little bit of fun with you guys in the audience today. I saw something earlier this week that made me chuckle, and I thought we would bring it to you guys here. So basically, the story goes like this. There's a guy who has been a Toronto Maple Leaf season ticket holder for over 60 years. He's been a uh faithful goer oh god did you hear that did you hear that those words that were said in Ramya's head faithful? her question was what? why oh this takes this takes a real turn because he's been a faithful uh, season ticket holder recently he's decided that he doesn't want to go to the games anymore why you ask because He's annoyed and frustrated with the team and the fact that they have not won a Stanley Cup in 50-plus years. So what he does is if he doesn't sell the tickets to charities or kids in need or, or families, he will go to the games in the opposite jersey and sit in the seat and openly cheer for the other team. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. Savage. So, there, okay. so here's the question I have for the two of you. Have you ever despised something so much, whether in sports or otherwise, where you would think about doing something such as this? Whichever of you would like to go first mm. on this one, go ahead. But Mo, she's more of a story. hater. She's I've more of a hater. I've not done first. anything extreme like this. Uh, no, no. But the thing is, with this one, I'd like to get Fern Lullaman on this conversation because I think he's just so mad. He's so upset. He doesn't know what to do. He still loves <laughs> our team, his team, but he's, you know, 50 years later, right? And now he's um, gone rogue, apparently. I don't think I've ever, Brock. I, I know I used to be a jerk. Uh, years ago, London had a double-A baseball team. And all the visiting teams had broadcast crews. And I remember going down to the stadium and I'd climb up the seats and I'd sit in front of the press box in front of the window of the broadcasters for the visiting team and boo the heck out of their team and scream at their players and stuff like that because I knew my big loud tones were going back to their their towns and people were sitting there saying, shut up, idiot. And I loved it. So about that's probably the closest thing that I've done like that. I'd be too worried so, someone would take off a shoe and throw it at me like Terry O'Reilly me or something like that. 
So here's the thing that made me giggle. Not only does this guy go to the efforts of like, you know, openly cheering for the other team. Purchasing the jerseys. When you, wow. When you pay for it, right? How much like, are jerseys, for, Brock? How much are jerseys, Is that what Brock, you were going to say? When you pay for the jersey, right? Because that's the first like, thing I thought of. Like, my oh, goodness, yeah. you're putting no down way. some that, money. I was going to say, man, because <laughs> what are they, Brock? Like, I mean, generally. Like a, you're looking at like a hundred and, you know, if you get the authenticated jersey, mm -hmm. you're looking at probably 150 to $200. That's a wild. Now, if you, if you, if you get it in. If you get it non-authenticated, you could you could easily get it for half that. Like but at Value like, Village, like you you pay you, they play forty one <laughs> home games a year, so you're getting yeah. forty one if if each game was a different team. Now yeah. of course some teams will visit more than once, but you're getting forty one you know jerseys, and then you repurpose them season to season. You know, like oh, you like, know I, most likely. You know, it's, that's uh, on top I'm, of getting the season pass, like continuing <laughs> to do that. But yeah. then I then I also think to myself, you you're gonna go this far into hating you know the team because they haven't done something in fifty odd years. But you're sitting in Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment yeah. seat, and you're giving them the money anyway. That's what I mean. Uh, he still loves them. <laughs> yeah, like the underlying fans, message here what about is the he fans still loves around them. you that like it because you're likely in the you know the the Leafs some kind of fan area, yeah. so I'm sure. But again, they get used to you. No, it's his seats. He's been there for a thousand years, so I guess it really doesn't matter. Yeah, They know like, what he's you gotta, doing. You got to figure, this guy's like in his 80s probably because he's, you know, he's had it for 60 years. I mean, even if he's had them <laughs> he's since so he was mad. 20, he's so upset. I mean, there you go. Like, it's just... It's wild to me. I could but it's never... probably just like oh, really wow. got him so fed up. 60 years of this abuse. The poor devil. Right? Yeah. All right. Um, Want to talk about Scotty's Tournament of Hearts now? Now that we spent, like, more than half the segment talking about this thing? That's fine. I totally expected that we would do the same. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so Rachel Holman and Team Ontario wins the event. Without a doubt, they were the best team in Canada. They continue to be the best team in Canada. They've only had five losses this year. Uh, all told, between all the events, they ran the table at the Scottish Tournament of Hearts. Uh, they beat Jennifer Jones three times in this exact tournament. That's tough to do. I am very much looking forward to what they do uh, moving forward into the World Championships uh, later on this month, now that we're in March. Okay, man. Uh, the CEO of Curling Canada, Nolan Thyssen, had some interesting things to say in the midst of the, of the Scotties. What was going that all about? So let me remind you that I told you guys last week that the World Curling Federation came out and said, we're not dealing with this. This is a Curling Canada issue. It's a Curling Canada event. We're not dealing with this till the World Championship. Bye. See you later. We're going to walk over here and talk about something else. Then Nolan Thiessen, the new CEO, comes forth during the final of this, this event, the Scottish Tournament of Hearts, and says, we were just following a uh, instructions given to us uh, that she was ineligible. This leads me to think, okay, who's left? The World Curling Federation walked over there and said, we're not touching this with a 10-foot pole. Curling Canada came out and said she was deemed ineligible, but now the CEO is saying we followed a decision. I don't know how many governing bodies are left to determine this <laughs> if it's a Curling Canada event. Like, I'm left with more questions than answers at this point. I, I really wow. have no idea what's going on, really. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, men's... What do you... Sorry, bro. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to switch gears, but go on. I, I just... 
as a fan, Brock, who watches this and you're lost thinking this, like, it just seems amateur. Amateur or scapegoating, kind of like the Blue Jays did last year, you know, with, with Schneider saying uh, it's the office that made a decision at the, the their last game. Oh, and the office coming out. So, well, n- no, that would have been a managerial position. Decision. Yeah, like, n- like nobody's on the same page. And, that, like, if you're not going to be transparent about something, then stick to the same messaging. Mm. But don't one organization say this is a curling Canada issue. We're just going to leave and let them decide. And if they, if they get to the world championships, we'll deal with it then. And then curling Canada looks ridiculous with this new CEO who says, yeah, we were just following a decision. Well, the the, the avid fan like me and others out there would sit there and say, well, who's left? Like who's to blame here? I mean, even, even the most, you know, notable reporters that know curling are like, okay, you left us with nothing. So I, I don't understand uh, what's going on here. And, and to lead into Ramya's question about the men, I just I think this is a storyline that's going to carry over if, if there's some news to be shared because the curling family is one that is together. When you watch the Scotties, you watch the Briar, you watch the World Championships, people are going to want to know and people are going to want to give the information out. It's just a question of whether or not it's accurate or not and i hope that it's accurate but i'm left with more and more questions for sure Mm -hmm. well tell us about the men's uh national championships because it's coming this weekend who should we highlight uh team canada is uh brad gushu he's going for his sixth title which would be a record for the uh briar and he's just the team that you really have to look out for and watch and uh just expect them to be in the final i would also add um alberta's brendan botcher and uh brad jacobs is going to be another team that you would have to think who's now moved to uh, new brunswick formerly northern ontario so those are the three teams that i would highlight that i would say are going to be there uh come the final weekend and it gets going tonight at uh, 7 p.m eastern time with draw one so it's going to be a great event and one that you're going to see some real high level curling top seven teams are are in this event that are in canada so there could be you know uh that number of teams that could really vow for one spot in the championships and i've made mention of this before and saying the national championship for canada in curling is the strongest championship out there because the teams are just very very strong at this moment in time so okay so real briefly you're not here next week uh who would we want us to highlight when watching for the nhl trade deadline which is one week from today who should we keep an eye on yes uh next week is the trade deadline and i think you should keep an eye on calgary flames defenseman noah hannafin calgary seems to be on this mode of selling off and so he's going to be a guy that they're going to look to trade and get pieces for and i think calgary is one of those teams that's afraid to let pieces walk away for nothing i wish more managers were like this and noah hannafin will command quite a bit of a return uh moving forward so it's going to be a fascinating uh trade deadline it gets going at like 8 a.m uh next week friday until like 6 p.m it's quite the marathon that the networks put on whether you like it good bad or indifferent and that's why he's not with us because he'll be too busy watching it Yes, exactly. (laughs) Thanks, pal. Appreciate it, Brock. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, Josh, I believe, is in here next week for you. He is indeed. He'll have you all abreast of what's been going on on the trade deadline, and I'm 
putting him on the spot because he's probably watching right now going, oh, that's what I'm going to talk about? Great. Really? Meet him as lines. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Brock Richardson joins us every Friday at the top of our second hour to talk sports and give us some uh, some of the headlines and some of the updates out there. Up next on the program, Ryan Huey tells us about Webtoons, which is a type of a bridge comic book from Korea. We'll get into that on the Chatty Bookshelf in about two minutes. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.